0: Welcome to Do It For The Gram, and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve ourselves and our community. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. I have Vanessa Guzman, and she is a wonderful person at Enneagram 6, and I'm going to let her introduce herself.
1: Hello, I'm Vanessa Guzman. I am a mental health advocate. I have found the Enneagram through my mental health journey. Through that, I created my brand, and my brand is focusing on mental health, uh, social justice advocacy, breaking the stigma, and using the Enneagram through your recovery. So I have a website, and that is ovanessa.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. So um, I checked out your. Um Instagram page and I was mm-hmm. like super impressed uh, what you're doing and how you're using um, the Enneagram mm-hmm. and could you expound a little bit more about how you're using the Enneagram to help um, with mental health and also I know you're a big advocate of equality, equity, mm-hmm. uh, equalism which I was like yes, yes, yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> can you just explain a little bit more about that or expound on it some?
1: Yes, yeah, so At the beginning of this year, uh, with my New Year's resolutions that I tried to keep, I decided that I was going to make my self-care and my mental health a priority. It has been something that I've struggled with my whole life, but it wasn't something that I knew was a problem until I started to see it come out in different relationships, and I started to recognize these patterns. So I was like, it's time to get serious and do therapy and all these things. So I did, I decided to, you know, seek out therapy, seek out resources, uh, work with like my friends and just kind of letting them know what I was going through. So January was a really rough month. And so when that happened, I decided, so I started going to therapy. And through that, I started finding a lot of book recommendations one of the things that was always reoccurring in my books that I kept finding was the Enneagram. <laughs> so I was like, what is this Enneagram? I'm like, obviously something about it because I found it in something of Brené Brown's. I found yeah. it in like um, a feminism book that I was reading about, you know, really embracing your story. Wow. And so I was like, how, did, how is this thing connected to all of these different aspects, like different passions of mine? And different things that I was focusing on. Um, So through that, like in therapy, going back and forth, right? So in therapy, I was diagnosed with PTSD. So growing up, I didn't really have a really great relationship with my mom. Um, She has a lot of trauma herself. So a lot of that stuff affected our relationship dynamic. And so through finding out the PTSD, I started to research a lot about it. So then I decided to take the Enneagram test and I decided to compare my Enneagram results from my report with symptoms of PTSD. Mm. So a lot of what triggers me, I would find in my report. So I was using EnneagramInstitute.com for a lot of my resources um, as far as Enneagram and through that, That's how I, you know, got to this point. I was like, okay, I'm going to launch a blog because I used to blog and do um, branding and it was really based on fashion before. Mm -hmm. But then when my depression and everything started to get really bad, I went through this really dark season. I really just like shied away from it and just like shed it all off completely. And I stopped and I was always like, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. But when I decided that I was going to get back into blogging, I'm like, I don't want to talk about fashion. Everybody talks about fashion. And I was like, and that's not me anymore, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the more I started to grow through like therapy and like telling my friends and, you know, working with my support groups and different pockets of life, and then really just being honest about it, like I ended up telling my boss and was like, this is what's going on. And mainly because... I needed to her to know that, you know, when I can't come to work, it's because I really can't come to work because I'm at home and I'm depressed and these different things. Well, going through the Enneagram report of a type six, you can see in the healthy levels of development, like the levels one through nine where I was in those different seasons of my depression. And that's where I'm like, wow, that was this really dark period of my life. And now I feel like I've moved up a level and it just kept going. And so the more I kept looking into the Enneagram, I kept finding like family dynamics and I'm a first generation college student, first generation, Mexican American. Uh, So all those mental health wasn't something that we grew up with. It wasn't something we had access to Mm -hmm. my parents growing up, they were undocumented and I felt that barrier growing up. And so that also created a lot of fear in my life, which Enneagram type six, a a lot of their fear is fear. You know, that is what where, whether you're phobic or not, you know, fear has a lot to do with your decisions and I started finding how this was hindering my progress with my depression and my PTSD. And I was seeing how it was hindering my personal life and my work life and really hindering from not taking chances. And, you know, instead of facing my fears, I was just shying away from anything, you know? So, even like reaching out to people and hosting workshops, like all of that stuff has been through working through, you know, self-help resources. And the Enneagram has been my biggest one. And I push it so much because I think there's so much power in it. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of different pockets of life that could benefit from the Enneagram. I've seen it from self-help. I've seen it from mental health, you know, family dynamics, work, life, because I'm like, if a whole, if, a, if there's a family, like I wish my whole family took it so that I could figure out what, how to deal with every person and how we could deal better, you know, mm-hmm. communicate better, um, learn to understand each other better on a deeper level. Because now we're all adults and we don't live at home. So a lot of the times it's very surface level because we don't know how to interact with each other. And so I feel like families would benefit greatly from it. And so... Yeah, I've been using that to advocate for, you know, breaking the mental health stigma because sometimes it's just having some more compassion and empathy, which is something you can learn through the Enneagram because you learn all these things about yourself. And it's kind of harsh if you don't know about it, you know, right. and if you're not self-aware and you haven't worked on that, it feels like a very negative report. And that's a response I've gotten a lot. And received from a lot of people who I've talked about the Enneagram with. And they're like, Oh my goodness, this thing is so negative. It's everything bad about me. I'm like, well, That's the <laughs> point. That's yep. the point. Like, I'm glad you see that because clearly these are lo- different things that you can work on, you know? So I did this activity where I had my workshop session and they each group was sitting in there with their number and then they went through their individual report, and I was like, highlight, write, take notes, you know, anything that triggers a feeling, anything that um, triggers a memory, anything anything that you can recall when you read your report, write it down, like, because that's insight to who you are and, you know, why you are the way you are. And so that's why I feel like Enneagram is just – such an amazing resource for self-growth and you really can apply it to any part of your life that you want to work on that you want to be intentional about because that's how i've been seeing it is like i know that as a type six i need a lot of extra recharge time like that's something i know about myself like if i don't get enough sleep i mean and i get irritated and i take it out in different areas and i've seen that happen and it's you know that's also Part of it is just learning, you know, um, about yourself and really Mm -hmm. just doing the work to research because there's so much out there on the Enneagram that really you don't even have to pay for it if you don't want to. you like, you could just Google everything. Like Enneagram is an amazing resource and I push it like with everybody. Like I've gotten so many people to take it. I've gotten my boss to take it and she usually does not participate in those type of things. So it's (laughs) nice. Yeah. So it's nice. When I told my friends, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got her to take the Enneagram. I gave it to her and she took it. I was like, she didn't tell me what it was, what her type was. But I know she took it. So, <laughs> so that's all, you know, but that's something because she doesn't participate in those types of things, you know. Right. So it could go with like, that's probably her type. She's like, I'm just staying out of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Does that answer your question? Is that oh, a lot? I don't that know. Was-
0: no, that was great. That that was like that was so rich. Like I loved it. Thank Absolutely loved yeah. that. Um yeah. because I think it's I think it's so important and I think it's so amazing that you are um working in mental health because in our society um in American society and especially communities of color mm-hmm. um it's not pushed, it's not looked into and it's also looked at as having mental health is like um, a, a ailment or like some huge problem or mm-hmm. something's really wrong with you.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: growing, going through this life, there is so much going on and we're so impacted about things happening to us. If we don't take a step back and really assess and um, analyze ourselves and what's going on, we make some really, really really, really bad decisions, mm-hmm. we do. Uh, we harm ourselves, we harm the people we actually love, um, mm-hmm. and it just creates this path where we're just doing things um, just out of reaction and not necessarily things that we want to do. Does your workplace stink? Because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at dot com or Milton at kaizencareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so I think it's yeah. so powerful that you have entered into this space and that you are not only promoting it, but like you're really trying to reach more people in order to teach them.
1: And mm-hmm. so
0: I, I can't tell you how like powerful I think that is because people need it so bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, cause I, yeah. I want to be, go ahead.
1: I wanted to go off of what you just said. Yeah, because. Um, I had some pretty dark seasons. And so when I took the Enneagram and I read my report, the most unhealthy part of a six was I like heart self harm and like suicide Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so when I would get into my very dark seasons, those were the very things that I would struggle with every time. Right. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I wrote a letter that I was, I'm like, I'm done. And then I would think back of all the things that I've been working on, all the things that I've learned about myself, how, like, you know, it's just a bad day. And being able to see that I can go from a level nine to a level one in one day, wow. like, it's just a bad day. It's not. It's not every day, you know, Mm -hmm. and so like it's honestly it's been so big and so such a huge vital part in my healing. And ever since that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the secret to life, guys. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is how you live a full life. Like you just learn about yourself. It's not hard. It's hard because you have to deal with the stuff that you don't want to deal with. It's hard because you have to be vulnerable a lot of the time. Oh my goodness! I'm getting like into my zone again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but yeah, it's it's very it's very eye opening. I have read a lot of books already. And just the different things that I see in myself with my family and things that I've gone through. And I've gone far as far as, you know, researching the enneagram types as a child and what kind mm-hmm. of things could have happened and what kind of things you've seen. And almost everything on there is comparable with what I've gone through as a child. Wow. And I don't know if you've heard of the ACEs. Have you heard of the ACEs score?
0: They have. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the the ACEs.
1: Yes. Okay. So the ACEs score.
0: Can can you explain it to the um, audience, the listeners?
1: Yes. Okay. So ACEs score is an assessment that has different types of trauma and incidents that could have happened Mm -hmm. throughout your childhood. So you take the assessment based on your score. There are different levels of trauma that they can identify you through. And in those different levels, you can see what kind of incidents and, you know, trauma has happened in that person's life. And it'll give you and you can learn resources and other things, too, to, you know, develop and work through those different types of traumas. So going off of the ACEs, uh, comparing that with the Enneagram type six child, it is very similar and it is so scary because this is like, oh my goodness, you every person is honestly a product of their childhood. And I don't think people realize this enough, especially in parenting, because I have a stepson and Ever since I started focusing on Enneagram and putting it into my parenting and just and the reason was because I seeked it because of my mental health. So you know just seeing that part of it focusing on on you and flourishing in that way and being able to apply it to different pockets of your life like that's that's growth. And so being able to see that you know I feel like the Enneagram is like a guide and you know, you take the parts that you're working on now and then you just go back to it. OK, now what? Where am I? Or or you slowly realize that you're just living it out, you know, so it's it's an amazing tool. And that's all well, that's. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I just wanted to comment on what, going off of what you just said. It's so powerful.
0: Yeah. So I my goodness, when you talk about the the aces
1: mm-hmm. and
0: comparing it, Because the difference in our types, because me being a type seven, Mm -hmm. I have quite a few aces as well. Um, My thing was to rationalize and reframe, Mm -hmm. uh, which made it so that. Almost I have and I'm just not getting to this point because um, I also like am I was doing counseling a little while back about last year and I'm Mm -hmm. going to get back into it. Um, But. It is like now I'm starting to actually remember those things because part of my brain has Mm -hmm. naturally tried to cover up, rationalize and reframe things. Mm -hmm. And so that leaves me with these subpar or like not fake memories, but things that aren't reality Um, Mm -hmm. and every every type does it in a certain way. Um, but it leaves me with those. But the issue is I am operating from this false sense of reality, sometimes from broken parts of my life as my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So that's making it tough for me in the future in order in present day to make really good decisions. And that's what I love about the Enneagram, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. is helping me to kind of go back through that and be like, hmm. Because when I first read some of the, tra- the childhood trauma and the childhood wounds of a seven, I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, that didn't have mm-hmm. be. What are you talking about? You know? It's like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I've come to realize more and more as I continue to grow, I was like, oh, hmm. some of those things I didn't even realize. You know, like, oh. Mm-hmm. oh. And so
1: exactly.
0: I was listening to, um, they had a worldwide Enneagram thing, uh, narrative this past Wednesday.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I think... I want to mess her name up um but her first name i think is is terry and she was mentioning how um certain trauma can like somatic work can only be healed by like somatic type of healing that mm-hmm. like i guess very few people do in the world supposedly um mm-hmm. according to them one of them they said bodynamics mm-hmm. um, which i'm going to look into which is interesting but i just thought that was so interesting because This is another part about the Enneagram. We don't understand some things can be healed psychologically and spiritually, and some things need to be worked on emotionally and somatically. And I think the Enneagram brings that out. It's like Mm -hmm. these are different portions of our lives that Mm -hmm. we have to work to heal and integrate together, you know, Mm -hmm. through our own path. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's super powerful what you're talking about right there hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode you can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on patreon.com patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers podcasts are free to listeners but not free for creators it actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts i podcast because i want to reach people and change our community through the enneagram if you want to help in that by supporting me You can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash do it for the gram. Um, this this is great. Oh my goodness. I'm super excited. So let me (laughs) let me ask a few questions about the Enneagram six. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um and we'll just see where it goes from there because I'm loving this. Okay. Okay. All right. So with the Enneagram six, you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier um, when you talked about how on top of like going through, um, a season that was really rough, um, that caused you to go into depression, mm-hmm. with the Enneagram 6, sometimes, um, I guess you would say pessimism or worst case scenario thinking can be, um, a challenge. Can you speak on that for the Enneagram 6? What that kind of looks like and dealing with that? Mm
1: hmm. So when I first read, that word in my report, I was so irritated because I was like, I am not a pessimist. (laughs) I was like, I think I don't, I don't see it as a bad thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it just depends who you ask, but naturally as a six, you are going to be scanning to make sure that everything's taken care of, that nothing's going to go wrong, that you have everything that you need and you plan and you plan and you plan. So I feel like I've been able to channel it in a way that works for me because I don't see myself as a pessimist in a way that I bring down all this like negativity. Right. It's more like, because to me, I see pessimist as a negative word. So it just depends who you ask. Because I've asked other sixes what they thought about that word. And we all have a different perspective, but it's all kind of correlated. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so. For me, I haven't, I've been able to channel channel it in a good way and being able to, you know, learn how to be more prepared. And instead of being anxious and thinking that all these negative things are going to happen, that this is going to go wrong. And it's really helps me to prepare because sometimes I over-prepare just in case, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why too, like if you look into like the common careers, Enneagram sixes are very common in project management, because Mm -hmm. they are able to scope out risks. So I coordinate a lot of events at my job. And that is my biggest thing. I always get compliments like oh my goodness you're so organized and i'm like no it's that's just how i am like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like no (laughs) like don't worry about it (laughs) you know it's not because people will be like oh my goodness everything's so organized we don't have to worry about anything thank you thank you and i'm like it's not a big deal like that's just me like you know for me it's not a big deal and it's just because it i've learned to channel it that way so does that so yeah
0: no no that because So my thing is I worked with the Enneagram 6 about last year, early last year and the year before that. And mm-hmm. it was it was tough because as a 7 at the beginning, you know, I have these amazing positive ideas and I just whoosh, blow up these big balloons and they're just super positive with all these great ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not all the way thought through, but they're great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and my coworker who's a 6, it would seem to me... As if he was taking a pen and going, pew, 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 just shooting oh, holes goodness. all in my little big, you know, <laughs> balloon.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: what I realized, once I realized he was an Enneagram 6, it made so much sense. He mm-hmm. wasn't trying to, like, pop my ideas or anything. He was mm-hmm. trying to show me the reasons why it wouldn't work and things we may need to do to make it work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So and that that's,
1: was... Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. That's a really good way to show that enneagram is a good tool for creating harmony in the workplace. Right. So, yeah. But
0: and so that helped me so much when I would um when I did a presentation for the the school on enneagram, like you said I shared it with my workplace as well. And mm-hmm. it was really good because before I went up there, I said let me ask him uh, enneagram 6 to look it over. Mm -hmm. and let me know his thoughts you know beforehand because part of me wanted to be like um this is mine i don't want to show it until i'm ready to show everybody but i said "Hmm." Mm -hmm. and what was really good i ended up taking some slides out because he said you have a little too much information in here for the time that you're going to have and it ended Mm -hmm. up it ended up working perfectly um because i made sure i went to him and so that's like one of the beautiful parts of the enneagram six like Preparedness is serious. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, to the T, like, really, really good. I love it.
1: I know. Um, I Yeah, it is. I've gone camping with family, and I'm the one that creates the Excel sheet, and I send it to everybody, and they're like, you're too crazy. (laughs) So I was like, I just need to know that everything is covered and that you guys are going to bring what you need to bring, and I don't need to stack up. So I'm like, sixes are excellent troubleshooters. That's for sure. So...
0: Definitely. That's awesome. Um, so you talked about it a little bit too as well. Can you talk about what causes, because um, five, six, and sevens are all um, in the fear slash anxiety type of triad. Can you talk about what causes um, the Enneagram six to have anxiety that you experienced?
1: Okay. So... Let's see. Oh, goodness. So anxiety for me, it is, you know, large crowds being around a lot of people, which goes back to the six needing a lot of time to recharge. So mainly because being in large crowds of people, you don't know who your support is, you don't have your guidance, like all these things that are subconsciously happening within you, you don't, you know, those all come out, and you just sixes are good. Uh, you know, making how should I say like catas- catastrophizing? I can't pronounce the word. Um, mm-hmm. but like taking one idea and thinking of all the bad things that can make it go wrong. But it's in their head. It's not like they're telling people. They're not, you know, voicing it. They're just thinking all these things are going to go wrong. All these things are going to go wrong, and it creates all these feelings of anxiety. Like before I was, before I got on this interview, I started getting anxious and wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, should I reschedule? Should I not? And I was like, wait, no. I was like, that's my, <laughs> that's, that's me. That's, that's my anxious part of my, of me, of you know, like, right. that, so I had to reframe it. I had to, I went outside and walked outside because nature is a really good thing for sixes. And, yeah, I went and got some sun. I came back in and I was like breathing. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And so I was like, I'm ready, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's, and, but it takes, you know, researching about yourself and learning that about yourself and being able to tell yourself that, Hey, hold on, you know, break time. Like you're okay. Like you're, you know, you have support, you know, what you're talking about, you know, what you're doing, you know, it's those things. And it's always like before big events, um, before family functions, I feel that um, mm-hmm. you know sometimes when my stepson comes over, he has um, a different family dynamic at his mother's house than he does at our house. Right. So the transition period sometimes is rough. So that creates anxiety, and then I start getting like irritated with little things. I'm like, hold on, you know, I'm like, I'm okay, <laughs> you know. So yeah, so that's how I've seen it in my in my life. <laughs>
0: So, and you mentioned some of the things so far in Enneagram 6 and really anyone dealing with anxiety. What are some things you do in order to kind of get out of your head and um, deal with the anxiety in a positive way?
1: Okay. So, that one, I so a lot of my friends are counselors which i don't think is coincidence but (laughs) so and that's something about sixes is that they believe in something whether they believe in religion or not they believe in something you know whether it's like the better good and so i'm like my a lot of my friends are so i'll text some of them i have a friend that if i need to laugh and unplug i'll call her you know different things like that um if i'm at work i'll just my friend, I have a friend who always asks me to go on walks with her. So I'll go walks with her around campus and just get some sun. Um, And the biggest thing is just breathing. I feel like, you know, there's so much power in breathing and just taking big, full, deep breaths and counting to 10. Like, sometimes I have to do that. And grounding myself has been another one where I just go outside and touch the grass and we'll take off my sandals, you know, touch the grass or in my office, touch the ground. That has been huge, especially when I'm very anxious, you know, just placing right. my hands like on my desk and just breathing and being able to feel that that's sturdy, that helps calm my anxiety. Um, the other thing is I have a humidifier in my office and mm-hmm. I keep lavender, eucalyptus, um, Yes, I orange citrus in there. And those are good for, you know, calming nerves are good for uh, for energy, because mm-hmm. I feel like sixes also get very depleted, very fast. Uh, I also sometimes turn the lights down, and just, you know, work in the dark in my office and just have the window open. So those are ways that I've been able to do it at work, too. And because I'm like, I have to have pockets during the day where I'm able to, you know, recharge and unplug, especially like on my lunch break. I used to try to do half an hour just so I could get off earlier, but it wasn't doing me any good because I'd go back to work and I'd be so irritated because I'm still tired. So I was like, I need to take an hour and I just need to stay the extra 30 minutes. And the hour, I don't check my phone. I don't, I'm not. You know, on work email or any of that, just right. unplug and be present with whoever I'm having lunch with or, you know, eating things that I enjoy. Uh, it's been, I think that's one of the biggest thing is that as a six, your mind is so anxious and it's always racing and thinking of all these different things, whether it's good or bad. It's, you know, all the things that you know, you need to get done for mm-hmm. this event and all the things you need to do this weekend and all the things I need to get done tonight at home. Like, it's so easy to go there but if you teach yourself to be present life doesn't seem that chaotic like one thing i've learned is that i've been i've been able to remain very calm in situations that a lot of people get uncomfortable in
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i and for me i'm like why are you so stressed like it's irritating to me because i'm like what's wrong like everything's fine you know and but that's the thing is that I've had I've gotten to that point in of growth that I'm like, okay, I'm okay, you know, but it doesn't mean that you don't scale back ever, but yeah. So
0: And I think that's a um kind of a a unique, um, interesting, I would say, strength that fives and sixes have. Um, and especially sixes as well, especially when like situations come up and <laughs> they are extreme or seem extremely stressful when they yeah. happen because even though like sixes can you know be preoccupied like you said about everything that they have to do that might be going on that might happen mm-hmm. when an extreme situation comes up sixes and fives are usually cool under pressure mm-hmm. like it's like okay game time yeah <laughs> like, when
1: Yeah. Can I go off of that? (laughs) So when I learned that part that I was laughing because I have that on my resume is works well under pressure because I do, it doesn't matter if things are on fire. I'm like, okay, you need to do this. You need to do this. And that's why sixes are really good leaders as well, because they know what to cover. They know how to delegate. And I had this conversation with my boss and one of my coworkers and we're all co coordinating the event today. It's actually, it's graduation for our college. And uh, we were talking and they were like both very anxious and they're like, I'm so stressed. We have so much to do. And just, you know, just going off like they were so anxious about it. And I just looked at them and I was like, I'm okay. Like, I don't feel like that. I was like, we have a list. We've already, you know, done everything on the list. Like, there's nothing to worry about. And right. they just looked at me and I'm like, they look shocked. They look scared. Like, how are you not freaking out? <laughs> and that is something that I struggle with with my boyfriend. And Like, sometimes he's like, how are you not stressed about this? I'm like, I don't know. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so it bothers him sometimes that I, you know, can be so calm in situations like this, but or that are considered to be so strenuous, you know?
0: Right. Vanessa, can you give the audience uh, once again how they can reach you in uh, your website and uh, kind of what you're doing? Okay,
1: so my website is ovanessa.com. It is O at three H's, V A N E S S U H.com. I am on Instagram and O Vanessa is, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. You can follow me on all these platforms. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. I post pretty much daily. Um, Days I'll focus on different Enneagram types and growth, Enneagram types and you know, just what I'm reading, different books that I recommend through the Enneagram. Uh, I do a lot of videos, um, like lives on Instagram. So you can find me there. And on my website, you can see just how I've used the Enneagram for mental health. I've used it in um my healing and just as you know different topics to write about and so all my contact info is on my website and through there you could also see on my contact page um my pinterest boards i have enneagram type pinterest boards so yeah so feel free to reach out and thank you for having me on your podcast (laughs) i honestly was looking forward to this so thank you for the opportunity
0: Thank you. Thank you for um, volunteering to be on here. Um, Not going to lie, it was tough to find a six who was like willing to, you Mm -hmm. know, come on here. So I think it's great because what's interesting is that like with my episodes, like the intro to the Enneagram six, um, the episode I did, that's actually the most listened to episode I have.
1: Oh, really? Seriously.
0: Seriously. so um i think that's absolutely amazing so i definitely want to have an enneagram six on here to really speak because
1: Mm -hmm.
0: there's enneagram sixes out here listening you know yes and so like i'm super glad and super excited of the work you've been doing and the work you continue to do so thank you as well so so much
1: all right thank you Mm -hmm.
0: so that's all i have for this episode um thank you so much for listening please rate subscribe and share That is Rate, which helps other people find the show, subscribe so you get the latest and greatest episodes, and share if you feel this information can benefit someone you know. If you need personal life coaching or career coaching, I do that through my organization, Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting, LLC. You can contact Kaizen at KaizenCareers.com or me at Milton at KaizenCareers.com or you can call 901-334-1644. Also, if you would like to be a patron supporter like Shay you should go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The patron community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise input on the podcast and the other different ideas and new things I'm exploring with the Enneagram. If you are in Memphis and you are here July 13th, please sign up for the free event I'm having called Enneagram 901. And it's going to be a free workshop on the basics and the foundation of the Enneagram. You can sign up for that on Eventbrite now. Uh, the last thing is you can go to do grandpodcast.com and subscribe, and there's a free gift there. It's a PDF of each number, some of the basic virtues, passions, fears that they all have. And also, there's a blog post coming out um, from Enneagram 6, so this is awesome. We're getting like a lot of Enneagram 6 um, uh, ball rolling, a lot of entries from Enneagram 6s, and so it's really good. It's going to be posted by the time you hear this episode, so check that out as well. And um, if you're Enneagram 6 and you're not feeling prepared or um, negative or pessimistic thoughts are starting to like creep into your head, stop and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course, and make a better choice. We'll see you soon on the next episode. Bye.